Alright, so you'll notice that in the title of this episode, we're going to call it um, Joseph Smith's History 1 through 20. Um, It's verses 1 through 20. We're going to talk a little bit about how the Book of Mormon came about before we get right into the Book of Mormon itself. The reason that's important is because the Book of Mormon is uh, unique in uh, in the history of the world because it's a it's a book that a prophet brought to light, um, as is said in the introduction there, through the gift and power of God. So when we start to talk about the Book of Mormon and its its qualities, one of its most important qualities is that unlike any other religious book that we have, it was said to have come to us directly from God um, as a result of prophets who wrote on plates. That's not the case with any other religious text that we have in the world today. there's There's a really specific reason for that. The reason for that is because the Book of Mormon itself bears testimony of Joseph Smith being a prophet of God. Because if the Book of Mormon isn't true, if it was just made up, then then Joseph Smith is, is a fraud, right? So the book itself challenges you to read it to study it and to ask God if it's true. Unlike any other book, any other religious text, any other, uh, you know, anything that comes from other churches, nowhere, to my knowledge, is there something that challenges you to, uh, to take it, to read it, to ask God about it. I mean, it's so confident that this is actually the word of God that it, it challenges the reader to, to prove it, to go ask God if it's true, if it's real or not. So, so as we uh, get into studying the book of Mormon, we're going to start to prove those, those concepts, but first we need to know a little bit about Who was Joseph Smith and how he got the book? Now, the book came to us a little later in Joseph's life. I say later because things that that pertain to Joseph kind of start with the event that you just read about in Joseph Smith's history verses 1 through 20. So in the title of each of our episodes, Braden, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some suggested reading or or things that you should read before we start to talk about it. In today's episode, it's Joseph Smith's history. That's in the Pearl of Great Price, uh, verses 1 through 20. Okay. And you'll recognize these verses because they're the verses that describe to us Joseph Smith's first vision. So in in synopsis, what basically happens is Joseph is growing up in a time and in a place 
where there's a lot of people talking about religion. They're talking about God. They're talking about what their opinions are uh, with respect to the Bible um, and, and how to interpret or decide how to live um, the verses that exist in the Bible. And there were a lot of different opinions and, and, and different religions had different opinions about what different verses meant. And uh, what was going on in Palmyra and in the surrounding areas of Palmyra where Joseph lived at the time was that um, the pastors and the preachers of all the different religions were trying to gather up their their congregations, their groups of people that were going to follow them. And so they would talk about, oh, well, I, I'm here, I have the truth. And they would talk about certain verses in the Bible. And, and, and as Joseph was kind of listening to all the things that were going on, he felt, one, like he wanted to do the things that Heavenly Father had asked him to do. And two, he felt confused because he didn't really know which of all of the churches were true. And he couldn't find enough common ground between all the churches to think, oh, I could just join any one of them. He felt like there was enough of a difference in the way they interpreted the Bible and in the things that they said you needed to do in order to, to go live with Heavenly Father again that, that he needed to find a different way um, and to, to get a real answer regarding what regarding what he should do. So as he was deciding what he should do, he began to study in the Bible. And as he's studying in the Bible, he comes across a verse in James. And in James, the verse says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Joseph describes when he reads this verse that never had any verse entered into the heart of man with such power as did this verse to mine. So he said, I read it and I knew that was the answer to my question. And what James was saying was, if you have a question, ask God. So Joseph determines that's the thing he's going to do. He's going to ask God. Up to this point, Joseph hadn't, he may have prayed in his heart, he may have prayed in his mind, but he had never really prayed vocally, meaning kneeling down and saying his prayer out loud. So he decided he was going to do that. So on an, early on a spring morning, he got up early and he went to a grove of trees that was close to his home. Now, we call that the sacred grove now. But then... It was just a grove of trees that was close enough for Joseph to walk to. He was familiar with it. It wasn't, you know, he didn't go to some secret place. He went to some place that he knew. and But he knew he could also be alone there and wouldn't be disturbed. So as he made his way to the grove and decided he found a place he was going to pray, he knelt down and began to pray. As soon as he starts to pray, he is seized upon by a power, a dark power, a power that's so strong that it, it almost makes it so he can't speak. 
Now, you and I know this power is Satan. And what Satan's trying to do is he's trying to stop Joseph from offering up his prayer. He knows how important Joseph is. He knows how important the things that Joseph is, are going to do are. So he wants to try and stop him. As he tries to stop him, Joseph feels this power come upon him and does everything he can to call upon Heavenly Father to help him, right? Now, we learn two really important lessons from this interaction. Number one, we learn that Satan is real and that he, if we are trying to do something good, is going to try and stop us, right? And number two, we understand that even though Satan is trying to stop us from doing good things, that if we call upon our Heavenly Father, that He will help us. Because immediately after Joseph does exerts all of his power to try and ask Heavenly Father for help from this thing that's, that's attacking him, that he's immediately delivered from whatever it was. We know it to be Satan. He didn't really know what it was. Um, he's immediately delivered from it. As he's delivered from this being this this evil, he sees a pillar of light appear directly above his head. And that pillar of light um, descends until it rests upon him. And as it rests upon him, he sees in the light two people, two personages is what he calls them, two people. One of them calls him by name, says Joseph, this is my beloved son, hear him, and he kind of points to the other one. This is how Joseph describes it. So, this is kind of where Joseph Smith's history starts. This is where he begins to be called a prophet. Obviously, we know how this all goes, right? You've read the verses. So, he immediately asks who we know to be the Savior. It's Jesus Christ, right? He's seeing Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. And Heavenly Father says, listen to what my son Jesus has to say. And Joseph asks what he wanted to ask. He says, which of all of the churches should I join? Because Joseph hasn't thought about that all of them might be wrong. In fact, he's, he had, that thought hasn't even crossed his mind. He mentions it. He says, it never occurred to me that none of them were true. But that's exactly the answer he gets. The Savior, Jesus Christ, says to him, none of them are true, Joseph. None of them are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Now, that doesn't mean that they weren't all trying hard, right? They were, but they didn't have what they needed in order to have the truth. And Joseph learns that in this little period of time. Now, remember, Joseph's only 14, all right? He's only 14 years old. And he doesn't know what the Lord has planned for him. He doesn't know what Heavenly Father's mission for him is. But what he does know by the end of the first vision is he knows that none of the religions and none of the churches that are on the earth in that time, at that time, are true. So some other things happened to Joseph while he was there. Those things he doesn't write about. 
doesn't, he didn't really ever talk about them. And if you want to talk about them some more, maybe we'll do a podcast about church history and the first vision in depth. But for right now, what we need to know is that Joseph was called to be a prophet through the first vision. And that, that it started his prophetic journey or the journey of him being a prophet. Okay? So that's all we're going to do today. We're going to talk about just that. But something I want you to know, I want you to know that I know that Joseph Smith saw God and Jesus Christ. I know he saw them. I know they gave him specific instructions. And I know that he's a prophet of God. And as we start to move through the Book of Mormon, Braden, as we start to move through understanding all of the things that are in the Book of Mormon, we're going to get a real understanding that Joseph didn't write the Book of Mormon. Joseph simply translated it by the gift and power of God that was given to him. 